Hey drivers, if you're in the market to call a new place home, you just want to find a new job, write this phone number down, 844-311-7076. That's 844-311-7076. This carrier is a mid-sized carrier. They offer every benefit in the world. They have brand new Kenworth T680s that are loaded to the hilt. They offer OTR and regional company positions. They also offer lease operator positions. Go ahead and write that number down, driver. 844-311-7076. That's 844-311-7076. Okay, Ruthann, give me something. Something Something intelligent. No, just don't don't even try. Just try to anything. Hmm. You know, I really could get at you for that one, but I'm not going to bother doing it because, okay. like Bruce said earlier, I'm the smart one of the duo. He didn't say that. He did too. He didn't say of the duo. He yeah. said you're the smart one. Do you understand? The smart one does not mean of the duo. If you and I, it every was, no, he said of the two of Ruth you. And everybody, he, he did say the two of no, you. No, he did not. He yes, would he never. Did. It's look. recorded. Okay, he's from Canada. <laughs> Who the hell? What the hell does Canadians know? All right, Bruce, are, are you with us? Bruce even got it recorded. <laughs> yeah, I got it recorded on my end too. I'll send you the <laughs> All right, there My it is. Evidence. <laughs> okay, so there it is. We got Bruce Outridge with us from the Lead Pedal Podcast. He's also a former trucker living in the great country of Canada. How you doing today, Bruce? Good, man. Good. Great White North. That's where we are, right? The Great White. Do you remember <laughs> the McKenzie brothers? Take yeah. off, eh? Yeah. You hoser. Bob and Doug McKenzie, man. Yeah. They're icons up here. Uh, <laughs> that is so cool. You never met Ruth Ann before. Did you know Ruth Ann is my trucker chick? I, I knew that. Is, is it 25 years you guys been together? Wow. Did it people has. know our lives, yeah. Ruth Ann? Oh, my it gosh. Has been. Well, you, you said it. Like I said, you you uh, I, watched, I listened to your podcast this morning. And it is Valentine's Day, and you're doing a an uh, interview, like you probably should be out at dinner. No, we did dinner. We, we do our, our, our meals. We do our big meal at lunchtime. So we did our lunch. And then um, in the evening, we really just kind of like do a snack or something like that. We don't do anything big. But we did Olive Garden today. Do you guys have Olive Garden in Canada? Uh, we used to. I don't think they're around anymore. They, we used to have them for sure. Yeah, yeah back in out. the day. Yeah. I, I'm one of those guys. I don't. I'm, I don't believe in Valentine's Day. I, I'll do flowers the day before, the day after, but I don't do it on purpose. <laughs> well, look, let me be honest with you. I'm all guy, and I don't believe in any holidays. But I, I do no. the holidays because of my family. If it wasn't for yeah. them, I would be, if I, was, if I didn't have family, I would be content sitting on a dock somewhere with a fishing pole on every holiday yeah. and not worrying about the rest of the world. Y'all, y'all, you heard of Billy Goat Graff before? <laughs> have you ever heard that story, Billy Goat Graff? If you haven't, no, well, if you haven't heard no, the story, look it up, and Troy would be the the troll underneath the bridge. Is that like a hermit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear, I hear you're a big fisherman. I hear you're a big fisherman because I see a lot of your posts. You're going fishing or whatever. I saw one not too long ago on Facebook. Yeah. You're going. You're you know going. what? If I went back to mm-hmm. trucking, I, the one thing I never did do, and I one of the things that we encourage like truckers to do. Um, a lot of times we'll come on on a Friday. Sometimes we'll go on live on Facebook live and we'll let every trucker know out there. Hey, I'm glad you're getting home. And for you guys and gals that are not going to get home, maybe your dispatcher didn't get you a load to get home or, or maybe you've, you know, wanted to stay out and you're sitting somewhere 
make sure you take stuff like a fishing pole with you on the road or, you know, good walking shoes, just stuff that you can do, you know, if you're laid over somewhere. And if I went back on the road, I can assure you I would take a small fold-up rod and reel that I could, you know, hit the streams and the lakes when I'm passing through, you know, a state. Do they make nationwide licenses? Uh, well, uh, that, that's not going to matter to a, an over-the-road trucker. We should have exemptions. Over-the-road <laughs> truckers should be able to hunt, fish, and everything in any state they want. What were you going to say, Bruce? Yeah, I'm a I'm a firm believer in that. In fact, I used to do that. I used to run a lot of Florida and Miami in my day. And uh, uh, you've got a uh, a state park there by Gainesville. Uh, I went canoeing for an afternoon there. I pulled in on a Monday. I had all afternoon to waste. I was waiting for another load the next day. And I went uh, canoeing down, uh, and it was in Gainesville. What's, there's a state park there. I've done airboating along Interstate 10 in Beaumont. Uh, if you go right there, the guy, I was empty. The guy says, uh, do you have anything on your truck? He said, you got any beer? I said, man, I'm empty. I'm just coming from Miami. I'm on my way over to Texas. He's, so I went out with a family airboat ride, saw all the crocodiles. Now, like, I mean, you, you, the good drivers are doing that stuff. And I've seen some pretty wild rigs from Harley motorcycles on them to everything. I know there was a guy we had um, at, at our outfit where we were, he, he ran California all the time. And I saw him loading up one Thursday night and he's throwing skis in his truck and he's throwing all kinds of stuff in. And I go, Mike, where are you going, man? He goes, Hey, got to load out to California. And I, I don't think he was actually, you know, going to deliver anything because he seemed like he was just going on vacation for about two weeks. But <laughs> the good guys have figured that out, right? They know how to do that for sure. Yeah, and I think that state park in Gainesville, you're probably thinking of Ishtatuckney or something like that. Is that the one you were thinking about? Oh, it was years and years ago. Oh, okay. I don't know. I just happened to buy, go past it. It was a Monday. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I said, hey, can you take a tractor trailer? Like, I'm, uh, can I park here? And I think I rented a canoe for six bucks and went all afternoon, turtles in the water, all that kind of stuff. It's a beautiful afternoon. I had so much fun doing that. That was great. You know what I think, though? A lot of truck drivers get out there and, you know, and then, don't get me wrong. I've, I've laid over, you know, plenty of times when I was over the road and you get to a truck stop and it's like, well, I got to unhook and then I got to go find something to do and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, nowadays, of course, you're not, you, most companies probably wouldn't let you detach from the trailer. So you'd, you know, but if I was back out there and, and I really believe that if a lot of truck drivers just took a chance, call an Uber, you know, like, like if yeah. you're in, if you're in Florida near a beach and you're not going to be going, you know, uh, on the road for the next two days, catch an Uber to a beach. I mean, you know, if there's yeah. a, a sports event near where you're at, take, catch an Uber to it or a concert, a symphony, whatever you're into and just enjoy the road. My gosh, I I've seen concerts on beaches. I've, 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 uh, uh, done, I've done quite a bit of stuff when I was driving over the road just to say, I seen it, you know, and I would have loved yeah. to see the grand Canyon, but I never did get that one. No, no. But I mean, a lot, a lot of drivers do that. And that's a, it's a, it's a way of enjoying the road. I used to walk all the time. We're kind of lucky here in the Toronto area where I am. You know, uh, the loads come up. You, you don't you don't lay around too much uh, on the road. Most companies can get the freight back into Toronto. We're a main hub. So if you're coming back into here, you're home on weekends. So I never really had to sit in truck stops for a weekend or anything like that. But I did have the odd day where we're laid over or if I've got half a day or, you know, they you know I've, I've got to wait for a load. Uh, you know, yeah, go find something to do. Like, it's it, enjoy. There's so amazing places all across North America, you know, go and enjoy it, right? And just, um, you know, even if it's for a walk, you know, I used to, I do a lot of walking. I love to walk. I used to walk a lot when I was on the road. Well, and also for any truck drivers out there listening to this podcast, if you guys are going to be like laid over in New York City or L.A. this week, make sure you have your running shoes. Get out and go for a walk. I promise you, you're going to get a lot of fast exercise in those areas. Um, yeah. 
that yeah. would that you know it's you're dodging and running but you know. <laughs> <laughs> and just keep your yeah. keep your wallet well, anyway, in your front pocket <laughs> yeah what what's going on with you guys what's going on I, I, we got hot topics up here um with a lot of uh training talk going on right here but what's going on in the u.s what's new uh, for truck drivers down there um, honestly, you know, just trying to keep up with the DOT regulations. I mean, I know right now they, they have a couple states they're testing um, the uh, speed limiters on tractor trailers with. Um, they're also, yeah. I think on the East Coast I had read about two years ago, I think Virginia and four other states are testing inboard cameras. And they're trying yeah. to, you know, trying to gather the data. And I, I believe, a lot. you know, I'm going to tell you something, Bruce, in the United States... You know, when the DOT gets a target on your back, it's coming. I can assure you, like these ELDs, they've been fighting yeah. it and fighting it. And, and there was once they said, we're doing it, you, it ain't going backwards. I can tell you that right now. It is not going to go backwards. No. Just like when Qualcomm came out and then everybody's seen. You know what's funny? Every time they make a change, every driver is like, screw that, they do that, I'm quitting. And, and then nobody quits. Yeah. And then, you know, they make more changes. And it does get tighter and tighter. But I will tell you, yeah. the onboard cameras, I don't know if you ever had one. I never had an inboard camera where it's facing uh, no. me. I, I think I would be very uncomfortable with that. I mean, if you sneeze the wrong way, you know what I mean? You're, you're worried about it. Well, I, I was talking to a truck driver this week, and he can't get a job anywhere. And I'll, t- yeah. I'll tell you the story. He's with Schneider. Uh, I think it was Schneider. It's one of them that has the inboard cameras, right? And uh, yeah. he hit a bridge, right? Well, that wasn't the bad part. When, when, when the company pulled the inboard camera, they noticed that he was on his cell phone when he hit a bridge. So he's, yep. he's now screwed for life. I mean, nobody's going to hire the guy with, you know, hitting a bridge and um, being on his cell phone at the same time. So, you know, but, you know, these regulations, when you ask about stuff that's new, you know, it's just a matter of time till, the, till that stuff changes. As, as you get more crowded population and people demand, and pe- I'll tell you what really happens. People get scared, you know, of tractor trailers. Yep. You know that. And so all you need is the wrong people to get killed or hurt or in an accident. And then you've got, you've got the power of the government and, 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 and uh, associations trying to regulate, uh, you know, how things are going to go. And, and all, all you need is enough people, you know, complaining and they're going to do something about it. Yeah, I I mean up here we're we're going into ELDs, man. Most of our big companies are already on them because everybody that runs the US out of here is already on them. So probably eighty percent of the industry is already using ELDs. But we now uh twenty twenty is when they're supposed to come in for Canada for everybody to have them. And um, you know, it's not the ELDs are not the problem. The regulations are the problem and, and I know you guys have had the same issues down down there that They've got it so that the, the driver's not making any decisions, right? Like the, the clock just runs for 14 hours. You can't take a nap anymore. You can't, um, you can't say, I'm going to sit this out and wait for traffic to go. You're stuck in it. And now everybody's in accidents and all, because of the highways are all packed, right? So if, I think they've got to fix the hours of service. The, everybody I know with the technology loves it. You know what? Hey, that press buttons. I don't have to add anymore. I don't have to. It's now showing the companies where the delays actually are. So that's really good for drivers. You're sitting at a dock and you see it now. Now the company's going to say, what are we doing? Why is that guy there for four or five hours? But it's the regulations that they have to change. They have to put that flexibility in probably for you as, as well as myself. When we started this, that was one of the intriguing parts about getting into trucking is that you were going to, um, you know, be 
be able to kind of make your own decisions and, and, you know, travel down the road and you're kind of your own boss until you call dispatch anyway. And now they've taken all of that away to where you're just, you may as well just put a monkey behind the wheel and go down the road. Right. What, Ruthann, did you want to make a monkey joke about me before I say something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a monkey joke on your podcast, wasn't it, Ruthann? <laughs> no, let, let me tell you, I actually have the perfect solution for ELDs. I'm serious. Get rid nothing, of them. No, no, don't get rid of them. Keep them, but put it in the driver's control. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. If everything yeah. is satellite run, okay, there's the, the, if you make it to where the driver cannot cheat it. See, that's the biggest worry with these ELDs was, oh, these drivers are using two and three logbooks and they're cheating. And there were some that were doing it. Heck, I did it. But the bottom yeah. line is, just because a couple of us cheated doesn't mean everybody was cheating. So here's my solution. If you just say, look, we're going to go back to whatever the regulation is, 770 or whatever you want to have, okay? But the bottom line is the driver is going to be able to push a button, stop, go in the sleeper berth. If he's tired, let him take a nap and just do his thing. And, and, and if, right. if you did that, but you set it up to where the satellite is detecting whether you're in motion or not, you, you can't cheat it. So, you know, bottom That's line right. is, you, you know, he, he now has more control over his sleeper and his, his driver's seat. Does that make sense to you? Mm-hmm. Bruce? Yeah, because what, what? Yeah, because what's happening is it's the same. The only reason you cheat. I mean, we've all we've all done that, right, over the years. And the only reason you, anybody cheated is because you were held up at some shipper way longer than you're supposed to be, and you want to get home, and you're trying to get manage those hours back. And that is the only reason. So if you take out the waiting time, or you put in the flexibility, or both, I don't even know why we have the whole resets and all of that stuff. Just put it 14 hours a day. Do whatever you want. You got up to 14 hours a day and just show that you 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 get your 10 hours sleep somewhere during the day. If you want to split it, I used to do that the whole time I was running. I split, even that was back when we could split as singles too. So, you know, you did uh, two on, you slept for six or four and four. Even running Chicago, Toronto, Chicago, which is 10 hours each way. I did that all the time. That's how you get to New Jersey and stuff in the morning, get it picked up and get back home. You know, I want to tell you something else that's always been a nightmare for drivers. And it doesn't it, this was in paper logs and in ELDs. And that's your that's called your load planner and your dispatch or the whatever you however you want to word it. But back when we were drivers with paper logs, if if dispatch gave you a 2 3 400 mile load and you had to sit in a dock to get loaded and you were going to be there, you know, either way, at the end of the day, you did a lot of sitting because you were being short hopped to death. Okay, if right. you if you get at least a I'd say a 550 600 mile run every day, and I know it's impossible to make these perfect runs, but if you did, then you can get a guy as long as he's got say a 65 70 mile an hour truck gets in that truck and and just stays at it for 10 hours, you're going to get your 550 600 in. You really are, and that's really the difference. But if you give me 200 mile loads, 250 mile loads, or whatever the case is, and or you got me. I'm, I'm, I'm on my way, and I'm going to be unloaded in an hour. And, and, and dispatch is saying, well, call us when you're unloaded. Well, you're, you should have already had me a load, you know, because the bottom line yeah. is, logistically, I came over here because I, I thought this was going to be a well-oiled operation, and now we find out that I've got a monkey operation in dispatch. And, and to be honest with you, ELDs, and I've talked to plenty of drivers that are running ELDs, and they'll tell you, okay, you can get 30-some hundred, 3,500 miles legally if Again, if you're dispatched right, you can get it on e on electronic logs just like you could on paper and be legal. 
and see. The, I'll tell you what kills you, and that's what you brought up. When that once that clock starts running. Now you're racing your clock. If you're tired, you got to keep going. And this is where a lot of drivers are saying they're having accidents because it's now forcing. A, before the driver could sleep, now you're kind of forced to drive even if, you know what I'm saying? And you know, Bruce, you remember those days where you had to sit and wait for eight hours while, you know, you're getting loaded or whatever the case is? And, and dispatch yep. is like, well, why don't you go take a nap? Well, I can't take a nap because I just got the hell out of bed. You know, how the hell am I just going to yep. go throw myself in bed and go to sleep automatically like that? It doesn't work that way. So I think if you just put the drivers in control of that electronic log, and, and like I said, it can be set up all on satellite to where there is no cheating, okay? And guess what? It, it puts drivers safer. It lets them get more sleep, and everybody's happy. That's my opinion. Yeah, and, and it's it's true. You know, I my career most I didn't run California based out of Toronto here. I ran that five hundred thousand mile radius. You know, um, most of my work was the East Coast, the dreaded uh, East Coast that nobody wants to run. I ran Jersey three times a week. I ran uh, Chicago three times a week. I, you know, I was always in that area. Every once in a while, they would send me out to Texas or Miami just to give me a break, and that's where I went. I never ran further west than Nebraska. Never wanted to. Never needed to because there's always guys that want to go to California. And when you're running East Coast, if you want to make money and you can make really good money, but you've got to be very efficient with your time. You have to think about things like traffic and you can't roll into New Jersey at eight o'clock in the morning. And so getting in there at five o'clock in the morning, you couldn't, I don't know how we would do it now if I had to take 10 hours off because we used to, you know, sleep for four hours, roll in, unload, go to the next customer. They say, hey, it's going to be a three hour wait. Cool. Go back to bed, you know, and, and split it so that you, that's how you kept going all week. And we still got two. 2,500, 3,000 miles in almost every week without any problem. And that's crossing borders and everything. But you had to really think of your time. And I'm going to tell you something about the, the drivers not getting loads. Uh, I know that some companies operate like that, but there's a lot of drivers. It's their fault that they're not getting the load return. I used to work for companies up here that were very good at giving me my backhauls before I even left. The problem that most companies do is that the drivers either take their time and they're late. And so now the backhaul has been compromised. Somebody else has to cover it or they don't check in they get the back call or they the, you know they'll say hey you're going here when you and the guy goes oh that's a nice easy thing i know i'm going to be home tomorrow night so i don't want to call in in case they change my load the problem is if something changes they now um have messed up the system so the drivers that i, I see lots of drivers that get their loads they know where they're going they know where they're going almost the whole week and it's because they're on time all the time they work with dispatch they call in even if dispatch says hey you're going here they still call in and go you know what uh am i still going that way you know because somebody could have broken down somebody could have been delayed at their with their load you know and, and things got to be covered dispatch i used to be a dispatcher dispatchers are you know you they got 20 million things going on at the same time and they're trying to manage everybody and get the loads there and it doesn't always work out the way the drivers want the drivers need to realize they're a bit part of a bigger puzzle right well, I mean, I mean, yeah, I'm sure that there's some good dispatches, and and yeah, I, I don't get me wrong, I know that it, not every driver's perfect, but you know, myself, I used to get the freight off early, and I'm telling you, and then I would still be waiting for someone to get me a load. So you know, it's not, it's, I think it's, you're either going to be at a, a company where they have the capability, and and I know this, a lot of companies. And I get what you're saying about dispatch. A lot of companies really, a lot of drivers don't realize when you first go to a trucking company, they're really watching you for the first couple of weeks. Because if you're the guy that takes 24 hours to go 500 miles, 
I promise you, you're not going to get yeah. the gravy 1,500-mile nice runs because they're going to be afraid you won't make it. I mean, I've seen drivers take a day and a half to go from Dallas to Houston. I'm not joking. Yeah. And and so you know damn well they're not going to give those guys hot loads and, and the great loads. I get that. But, you know, it, it's to be fair to drivers also, I'm telling you, there's a lot of companies out there that, that they're, they need to really learn how to um, pre-plan at least one or two loads in advance, especially for their drivers that are good. You know, that's that's all I'm saying. And I wanted to bring yeah. something else up. You, know, you were talking about the old-time way of running and everything on E-Logs. What, I tell you, I don't know if you've ever run under this system before. If you remember, like what I used to run under was the system of I did um, don't do your logs for three days at a time because then you don't have to really worry about how you manage your hours at all. Have you ever done that? <laughs> no, 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 but that's... <laughs> Doesn't that cause a problem at the scale? If he no, gets caught. <laughs> yeah, you, now you got to dodge the scales. That's you know, there's all kind of things that goes along with don't not doing your log. I'm gonna tell you something. I was bad when I was a, a young driver. When I was a young driver, and then all of a sudden I realized there's a scale open, and I'd be like so praying that they're not gonna pull me around back. And I never. It's funny is I never ever got nailed for it. I probably would have got nailed big. Probably. Yeah. But yeah. anyways. No, I. I I used to I used to be one of those drivers. I kept my logbook of a few hours behind. Um, you know, so like when I when I left a place, I would I would do it. So I was I you know I was not sure if I did it every single time I stopped. I would keep it kind of within that three four hour you know rule that we used to think about that if you're within four hours they won't bother you too much. So that it could be caught up really quick if I had to. Um, but I mean I, I I always planned to cross borders at two o'clock in the morning. I you know slept at Many times I've slept at customs, just I would clear my load and then boom, go to bed right in the compound there and, and then leave after that. But your load's cleared, so it looks like you were the night before. And those kind of, just a few of those games, you know, sometimes you have to play, but it, it's it's about getting, being efficient. But a, a lot of it is mindset, Troy, and you know this, right? Uh, I mean, you and Ruth Ann, Ruth Ann used to run together, I believe. You guys were, were a team driver, right? It's kind of. I mean, we used to go out to Chicago and she would drive back, but it, we, we weren't really teaming at the time, to be honest with you. Oh, okay. I just okay. I just drove so, Ohio because he didn't like Ohio. Yeah, she was, she, she was my Ohio that's, cabbie. That, that's that's nice that you can have someone to drive through the states you don't want to, but uh, <laughs> no, you know. But it's a lot of it's mindset. You know, like I, when I used to go to work. Um, you know, on a Sunday or whatever, I didn't want to play around. Like, I'm never one of those drivers to kind of play around on the road. Like, just let's get it done and get back home. You know, you know that if you're late that first run, you're messed up for the rest of the week. You can't catch up time, right? That's right. And even to this day, I go to a business meeting. I'm there two hours before everybody else, you know, and they're going like, what are you doing? I go, I hate traffic. I can sit in any coffee shop and, you know, do some work or whatever. And I, I've, I've always been that way. And I, I, I kind of like working that way. And, but once the companies realize that's the type of driver you are and you're calling, if you're, if you're on time every single load of the, the week and you're constantly calling for – if they're not working with you and starting to give you loads, it, that's when it's time to look for another company, right? And, that, and that's really – I always tell people – I was just talking. Do you know Joseph Graham, uh, Hillbilly Express? You ever had him on the show? I don't think so. Okay, I'm going to give you his number. Just, he, he's a, just with that name. A U.S. driver. He's a, he's a really good guy. Okay. Yeah. He had his own podcast out there for a while too. What was it called? Um, what? Anyway, I, I was on the show. I was. I had an interview with him the other night, and uh, we were talking. And I, I said, you know, we we're talking about basically the same thing we're talking about here. Is that you know the drivers have to think. Okay, before you complain about the carrier, make sure you're doing everything the way you're supposed to be doing it. So making sure you're on time and you're presentable and you're 
doing all of those things. And then if they're still not giving you the loads or still not dispatching or whatever, that's when you start looking for another company. But what a lot of drivers do is they go and they move to another company thinking it's going to be greener next door and they haven't fixed their own issues yet. So when they go next door, they're having the same problem and then they're blaming all these companies and it's not really the companies. They need to do some more homework, especially these new drivers, of what type of company they're running for and how are they actually operating. And if they figure that out, they're going to go a long way to improving their situation. I always made really good money in this industry. Always did. So did I. And and you're talking about the guy, it's almost like the guy that goes his whole life fighting and arguing with everybody, thinking everybody's wrong. He never looks at himself yeah. and says, wait a second, I, right. I fight with everybody. Might be just, might be me instead. So, That's right. Now, That's right. If you, yeah. you go to three carriers and you're having the same issues, it's not the carriers. Yeah. Right? <laughs> hey, amen. Like you, we, we, you know, we pull a DAC or something like that on somebody and, and they're, like you said, everybody's terminating them for the same reason, or they've had 10 jobs in the last year and everybody's done them wrong. You might want to stop for a second and realize that every one of those carriers has drivers that make a lot of money and, and that have been there for 20 years. So, but you know, you were talking yeah. about being late. I, I am one of the, I'm just like you. I mean, and, and again, I don't want to sit here and brag about me, but I'm one of those guys that will leave as early as I can also. I will, in fact, when I was a driver, I would park in, like if it was a small warehouse delivery, I'd park and block their driveway at, at midnight yeah. instead of waiting at a truck stop. So they had to bang on my door and wake me up at 4 or 5 in the morning, yeah. and then I'd try to get the load off um, uh uh, early and a lot of times it really did work to be honest with you uh, but I will tell you I wanted to mention I brought this up for one reason Ruth Ann is the opposite of you and I um, she will be late for her own funeral that's something you should be late for right and I, I wanted to tell you this really funny story because everywhere we go Ruth Ann can testify that she makes me late and I, I get so mad I'll be like Ruth Ann we gotta go we're supposed to already be there and so the one time she always has this nonchalant attitude of, oh, it's going to be okay. Not a big deal, yeah. right? So she had a doctor's appointment the one day, and I'm like, you're going to be late for your own doctor's appointment. She's like, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. They're going to be okay. We walked in like seven, eight minutes late, right? And Ruth Ann goes to sign in, and the girl, the reception girl, looks at Ruth Ann, and she goes, boy, you just made it. If, if just a couple more minutes, you would have had to reschedule. And Ruth Ann's eyeballs almost popped out of her head. She's like, what? <laughs> Right. It was so it was worth just watching this girl, this young girl that was probably minimum wage, bubblegum chewing secretary. She's like, that's right. That's the rule. Anybody late, you know, we have to reschedule you. And it could be like three more months till she even gets in. And Ruth and was so yeah. steaming, but she, I don't think she was ever late for her doctor ever again. No, no. I, I, I stress out when I'm late. My wife, she just laughs. Right. She's more like Ruth Ann there. But uh, I when if I. I just get really stressed if I if I think I'm going to be late. So I'm always planning for traffic. I leave two hours early for a 40-minute drive just because I don't want to be late. And I always say, you know what, I could waste time really well. I can't make up time. And I I know all the coffee shops. And, you know, was, I don't know how many appointments I stole as a driver because somebody didn't show up for their appointment time, and I was sitting there already. Yep. And the guy goes, put it in the dock. We'll get you off. I, I know one time I called dispatch. I had a 10 a.m. appointment. I called them at 7 o'clock in the morning and said I was empty. And they go, you can't be empty. You're not even supposed to be there until 10 o'clock. I said, I got here at 6. It's in the middle of Toronto. I was here at 6 a.m. The guy who was supposed to be here at 6 or 7 didn't show up. They said, put it in the dock, and I'm empty. Where am I going? Yep. <laughs> like, I, 100% over. used to run that same exact way. What do you think, Ruthann, yeah. of all this stuff? I'm glad Bruce is here with me. See, Bruce is on my side. <laughs> 
You see that? Well, what, 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 Troy <laughs> fails, once, right? what, what Troy fails to say is he's never helped me get the kids ready when we go to leave. Oh, here comes and, excuses. And I'm the, the one who has to take the dogs out before we leave. Ruth, just get rid he of the kids. He just sits there. If you're, if you're going to use the kids as an excuse, get rid of them. We, we, we were down the one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we, 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 we could just get better kids. I mean. Well, we're only down the one, so okay. it, it makes it easier. All right. Yeah. Did you guys Did you guys hear about the uh, Humboldt crash? Yes. The guy up in uh Canada, you guys heard about that one? Oh yeah, was, the bus. that was the one with the bus, wasn't it? Yeah, he was. He was. He was yeah. sentenced. Did they sentence him? Sentence. Uh, the actual sentencing isn't until March, but he's been charged with 29, 29 charges against him. Mm-hmm. Um, they're calling for at least ten years in jail at this point. Um, what? They won't. How so, many were killed? Yeah, six, uh, thirteen were killed, and I think three were injured. Sixteen injured altogether. And, he, and he's going to get ten years total, or ten years of for each death. Uh, I, I, I think they're looking at 10 years total, but I, I, I don't know if that's me. Actually, I think he should actually get a year for, for at least one year for each person that he, he heard. But this driver was on the road three weeks. But so, he, was a, I, he was in a tractor trailer, right? And he, and he ran a stop sign, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, was in a B, you guys know what a B train is? I know you don't have them much down there, but um, the B trains, kind of like a... Uh, kind of like an A train setup for, for fuel. We it's got it's got three axles in the middle, so it's got um basically a like a 30 foot trailer, then um, a pup trailer behind it. So it's a it's got a B train. It's used for a, we use them up a lot up here for lumber and fuel and a lot of the heavy products, right? Well, so he, he was hauling a load of peat moss. Oh, I thought it was water. Really? No, he was hauling peat moss. Oh, for some so this driver had um. In Saskatchewan, and I mean, where it happened, it's probably over a thousand miles away from where I am. So, uh, but when he was going down this road, and the, the story he's telling, or at least what they're reporting, is that he had uh, a tarp come loose. Not sure about that because I've hauled peat moss before. I don't remember tarping it, but anyway, he said he had a tarp come loose. It was giving him problems. He kept watching it, watching it. He had not done his log book. He had so many log book violations, and he blew through the stop sign, and and the bus driver pulled out. And apparently, this is a remote location where it's kind of like just a stop sign in the middle of nowhere and trees. And so there's a lot of issues with the, the crossing itself. Um, but he had, he had done his log book. This company, the company that he was working for had two trucks and um, they had been cited for stuff for weeks before that or whatever. And nothing was done. This guy had only had, I don't know why you would put anybody in a set of B trains with three weeks. I've never hauled B trains and I drove for 25 years. Like it's not, it's not what you send somebody out with no training and it's like sending them out with jet fuel. Right. So I don't know. I feel bad for this driver because this guy, I, you know, he, he's showing a lot of remorse. Um, but you know, I'm sure he didn't go out to kill anybody that day, but he went to work and now he's, his life is over. Right. So, um, it's a pretty sad situation, no matter which way you look at it. Of course, the families are, um, you know, they've lost a lot of people. It was a hockey team that they hit. So a lot Wait. of people in small town, right? We actually have something like that. That was similar in, um, California, uh, a company, just a little mom pop company through a driver that never drove tractor trailer in it and stuck him out on the road. And um, he was going down the one interstate there in California and ran into someone in behind, you know, like he hit them from behind, and it was like seven or eight cars. He just demolished them. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So now the big talk up here is training, right? Like we've we've already got in Ontario where I am here, we already have, um, you have to have a minimum of 103 hours. So you can't teach your son or your daughter or anybody to drive a truck anymore. 
they have to go through some kind of a certified program. Mm -hmm. And uh, most of the schools that we work with are about 200 hours already. And that's still not enough in my mind. But I think ours is, what, 180? Yeah, 160 is the minimum, I think. That's what they call a professional truck driving institute. It has to be yeah. X amount of hours. And, and you're right, Bruce. It's, it's, it's really hard to take somebody... And, uh, you know, to be honest with you, like when I grew up driving, I, I drove with my grandfather for years before I ever even got behind the wheel. And I mean, I guess secretly I was being mentored for it. And then I started driving in town and he helped me and this and that backing up. And, um, you know, I, I, I think that there's such a demand. If you really think about this, there's such a demand for drivers. But if you did it right, you know, and maybe did have a mentor program with each company, um, what's nice is, I don't know what you guys up there do, but like, for example, say you come here to the United States and you do your 160, 180 hours, you know, at a school, you still have to do the trainer. Um, yeah. A, a trainer program with an actual tractor trailer company. And usually they make you, yeah. it's at least three to four weeks that you're going to go out with a trainer here. Yeah. Yeah. We have the same, we have Six the same weeks. thing up here. The problem is, is that, and I'm, you know, I work with a lot of the trucking schools up here. Um, you know, I'm, I'm part of their association and uh, there's a lot of good schools. There's, there's, there's good and bad, but there's a lot of good schools doing good work. The problem is, is that I'm like you, Troy, when we learned to drive and I, I learned off a, a buddy of mine, but it was the same guy all the time. So when I got my straight truck license, I learned off uh, some straight truck guys. And then when I got my tractor trailer license, it was one guy that showed me all of that. And I started on a single axle GMC gas job was my first tractor trailer that I drove. And so, you know, that it was really old. And then I went into highway units and it was graduated. But when I started, there was no log books up here in Canada. There was no dangerous goods here. I wasn't crossing the border necessarily. So those things I learned afterwards, like, you know, I already knew when to drive when log books came in and I already knew, you know, when dangerous goods started happening, I was already, you know, driving. So it was a graduated system. And what I don't know why they're not doing this is, when someone is for cars, you have to do a graduated system. You get your license and you have to wait a year and get another one. And I'm going, why are you not talking trucks? None of these car places, do I see them? First of all, even when you write the test, there should be truck questions. I don't care if you're only going to drive your grandmother's Volkswagen Beetle. You should have to answer the truck questions. The basics of, you know, what are the blind spots and how, how fast do they go and how far do they need to stop? Those basics should be right on the original test. And then even in the car programs, they should be learning about trucks. And so that they at least have an awareness of what can happen. They don't have to know how to do a pre-trip inspection, but they should know, you know, if I'm sitting in the right lane, you know, and I can't see this guy in my mirrors, you know, that he can't see me either, right? And The safety those, issues. I think we got to start, we got to start there. And then even the truck should have the graduate. You can only drive a tractor trailer within a certain uh, radius for the first year. And then after that year, you graduate to wherever, you know, and um, I know it's maybe not realistic doing that the way our economies are and our shipping lanes are, but, you know, cause an hour from here is Buffalo. So you still need the border crossing component, but you really need, we need that graduated system. There's a lot of pressure up here right now to get government. We got a convoy going to Ottawa. They left yesterday from Alberta. They're going to Ottawa next for the pipeline, they're trying to they're trying to get two thousand trucks to show up on Parliament's doorstep to say, "Hey, we got issues out here, right?" Mm -hmm. Wow! So yeah, a lot of stuff going on. A lot well, of stuff going on, and it's really political. <laughs> sounds it. 
Yeah, I try to stay yeah. away from the political stuff anymore, man. It's like, I don't know how you, you know, we talked about the political thing here on Talk CDL. You know, um, the one thing that we're not going to do is 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 knock one party or the other. Uh, it's just like some of these movie stars, right? Not that we're movie stars, but you look at, you know, certain movie stars that are out there knocking, you know, one, you know, the president or knocking another side. It's like you, you, you seriously want to piss off half of your audience. I mean, you really want ha- yeah. to have your fans, you know, say go to hell. I don't want to see you anymore. I mean, I, I don't, I don't get that Hollywood thing where these guys start drawing sides. That's the one thing. Like here, to be honest with you, Toxie DL, everybody's welcome here. You know, especially with a class, a yeah. class A trucker. You know, I mean, it is what it is. I yeah. mean, I don't really care about their beliefs at this point. You know, it's it's, it's it's we're we're all about trucking. You know what I mean? So, anyways, I, yeah. I don't mean to get into the political yeah. thing. You know, no, it's it's because they got enough money. They don't have to worry about like if they don't work tomorrow, they're not hurting, right? Like the rest of us, if we do that and we don't work tomorrow, we have issues. Right? Like we're not paying the rent or whatever. Right. So, so it's a it's a bit different. I don't get political, but I mean some of these convoys and stuff, you know, I'm just I'm I'm just the voice now, right? Like we're just as a podcast, you're a medium. You know, get it out. I'm letting people decide. You know, I'm not supporting it one way or the other. I'm not participating in some of them. I'm just uh I, I believe in what they're doing, you know, and um if you can if people want to participate, that's up to them. I I I can't even watch the news. My wife, Carmen, she's like, today I was watching the news. She goes, calm down. I go, no, because gas prices are going up, right? So they're going, oh, it's because of the shortage. I go, crap, it's because of the weekend. we got a holiday weekend coming up this weekend. That's why the gas, mm-hmm. just be honest with the Canadians. It's true. Right? Well, no, we had the same thing. As soon as it goes towards vacation time or the summer or a major holiday, mm-hmm. they change our gas prices too, and it always hits us. And, and the next thing you know, like, Right before Christmas, they'll drop the gas prices because they want everybody to spend their money on Christmas stuff in the retails. And then after that, they'll start jacking it slowly back up, back up, back up. And then when the holidays start coming again, where you're going to have your three-day weekends, they'll drop it just a little bit to make everybody feel good because they want everybody to start traveling and at least putting their money there instead of staying at home. Hmm. Yeah, if you want to know how much the crap is, we've had two weeks of major snowstorms up here. And uh, about a week ago, there was a bunch of gas stations running out of gas. The trucks could not get in to deliver the gas to the gas station. And it was on the news. Like, people were pulling up and there's, like, no gas. Stations are shutting down because there was no gas. And they're saying it's because of the delivery drivers and the weather, right? So now it's all cleared up. They're all delivering now. It's been at its lowest that it's been in years here. And this weekend, which is supposed to be one of our warmer weekends, and there's a holiday Monday... The guys on the news say it's going up to seven cents uh, a, a liter tonight, right? And I'm going, okay, why? And he says, well, because the people have produced so much oil that there's an overabundance, and they've had to sell it low to get rid of it. And I'm going, okay, we've got a convoy going to Ottawa because there's no jobs out west because the pipelines are shut down. We've got a holiday weekend. You had gas stations. I can understand if they said prices are really high because we can't get of fuel to the to the gas stations but you you kept it low while the gas stations are running out of like it doesn't make sense and mm-hmm. so when a guy gets on and goes oh i'm an analysis and i'm gonna tell you it's all because we've over over made your crap right mm-hmm. <laughs> how many how many liters are in a gallon uh four so basically your your gas just went up almost 30 cents 28 cents a gallon yeah, yeah that's a yeah. good that's a good I jump mean, it, in a it's day. really lower yeah, it's 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 been about fifty cents a liter higher than it is right now. So everybody's just enjoying it now. But you know, it's just and it's it's like 
a week ago it wasn't going up. It's only because we we have what we call Family Day here on Monday in Ontario, and every it's like a another holiday day, right? So people are gonna start going out or whatever, and it's just how much is diesel? It's like diesel, right? It's like diesel costs more than gas mm-hmm. right now. And you, you know, I don't know if you know Troy, but diesel has always been a byproduct that comes out after the manufacturing of gas. Well, we know that so it's always been lower than the gas. Exactly so now it's higher than the gas because all the truckers need it, right? Well, they say because of the emissions. That's what they. That's what they claim. The reason why diesel, because well, like you said, at one time kerosene and diesel was like the cheapest thing there is. Now all of a sudden, people need it for heating their houses, and and truckers need it. And it's like through the roof. But they claim it's because of the chemicals and the emissions, and when they winterize it. I mean, that's what the BS we get here in the United States. How much is a a a, a liter of diesel right now in Canada? Uh. I think about a dollar twelve. I haven't. You get the frog out of here! That you're telling yeah, me it's so like four fifty a gallon. Yeah, so a guy's filling up his tr- truck. It's taking twelve hundred bucks to fill up a truck nowadays. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's like when we were we having to fill up for. We used to fill up for three hundred dollars, right back in the day. Why is Canada that's why so expensive? Are making money. What what is it? What's the minimum wage in Canada? Uh, I think it just went up to 14, like f- I think it just went up to fifteen dollars an hour. Is it fifty dollars an hour or fifteen? Which one is it? Fifteen, one five. Okay, so well, that's a lot. You know, the United States. What is it? Are we like seven or eight bucks for minimum wage here? I don't know. Yeah, we're like a third world country down here in the United States. I'm serious. Well, you know, you know, they they've done that because we've had so many people immigrating into Canada, and of course they can't, you know. That's the norm of the job now. So people are trying to feed families on $15 an hour jobs. I understand that that's new, but minimum wage was never meant to be for someone to feed a family on. It was meant for a student to start their work life and figure out what they want to do, right? And I don't agree with this raising it. Like, I mean, they've just been raising it almost every year. It's just getting ridiculous. And now employers are going, well, we're not hiring anybody. We can't afford to pay you know, the guy who's only the kid who's going to wash the windows. We're now paying them fifteen dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but you know, right. here's the thing, Bruce. Last year in the United States, and here's where here's where like everything's out of whack. You remember when we were kids? You can leave high school, right, and get a job and support a family. Okay, mm-hmm. um, and I, I remember like our first apartment, Ruth Ann and I, twenty five years ago, was two hundred and eighty five bucks. Okay. Yeah. Last year, the average apartment or rental was fourteen hundred dollars in the United States. Now, yep, it's all well and good, but minimum wage is only seven eight bucks. See, back, right. back when when minimum when when you left when you went out on your own at seventeen eighteen, you can get a job or two, a minimum wage job, and or you can get a job at the factory or whatever uh, in you know a textile mill or something and you can support a family and find a cheap enough place to live it doesn't work that way yep. anymore that what what nope. what the minimum used to be able to cover has never come up with and this is what I'll say about the rich guy the the and I mean the wealthy guy that that, that sets the rates that that has you know control over everything over the banks and everything those guys their profit has increased a thousand percent but but the wages of the little guy has not gone up so that's really where the guy yeah. the little guy does get screwed including truck drivers you know now truckers wages have come up over the last couple years a little bit here in the united states but it still should be you know if you got a guy that's gone for two three weeks at a time should he only bring home a thousand dollars a week 
I mean, I, honestly, truly, it shouldn't be yeah. that way. Um, it, it, well, it, everything else should go up the same. Yeah, well, I just saw a clip here. Um, Walmart's paying pretty well for truck drivers. Did you see that clip? Yeah, 90 grand, I <laughs> right? think they said. Yeah. I, 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 I can't wait when they hear the rest of the story, right? Because you're not going home every night for 90 grand, I can tell you that. You know what, though? Walmart always p- paid good. Even when I was a driver, yeah. they were making like 70 grand 25,000, or 25,000. 25 years ago, they were making 70 yep. grand at Walmart. Um, yep. I, I, I don't. I don't see really. I don't think ninety grand is is a, that much of an exciting wage, you know. Walmart's around twenty five years ago. Yeah, of course Walmart was around twenty five years ago. When I was a trucker, I, oh, Walmart yeah. was on the road when I was on the road, and, and and Walmart always had these little skinny antennas, and and they would never answer you. You you'd go, hey Walmart, you got your ears on, and they'd never answer you. You know, those guys were making money. Yeah. They didn't want to talk to anybody else. They 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 had a pretty impressive fleet, especially if you ran through Arkansas there, you know, and. Uh, we always used to say Sam Walton. I mean, yeah, they were those dedicated, uh, dedicated carriers. But back in my day, they all had cab overs. <laughs> Telling right. you how long it's been well, on the road. And mine they had too. All those internationals. Yeah, I remember them cab overs. Um, yeah, they, yeah were, they, had a, they had a big fleet. Yeah. So, so Bruce, I mean, honestly, truly, we're at forty-six minutes right now. Um, yeah, yeah, I can't wait to see my phone bill. It ought to be exciting. So we should probably wrap this up as much as I, I'd love talking with you guys. We just got to figure out a better way to do this. But that, anyway, that's, it is what it is. So uh, um, anything going on? Let's just wrap up with uh, what's going on with new stock CDL. You guys do any change? We did a bunch of changes up here at the podcast for 2019. How about you guys? Um, you know, I mean, as far as changes go, I mean, we're – we're still doing the news every week. We're doing, you know, a pod. We're doing a lot of interviews. We've got people that are wanting us to do commercials for them. And be honest with you, it's it's you know, it's just the same same old business. Ruth, do we have anything anything new? I mean, we're not Mm-mm. we're not like being aggressive with talk CDL. Maybe we should get a little more aggressive. What about you guys? What are you doing now? Well, I had, I we we rebranded in uh, the beginning of January, so new logo, do um. I'm working on some new formats just to make it interesting. We're up to two shows a week now uh, with a whole bunch of other features. So basically there's something coming out almost every day. Um, and then, yeah, we're just a lot into events, covering events, a lot of the truck shows and some sponsors come on and everything. So it's, things are going good, but it's, you know, we, when I designed the logo and stuff for the thing, I wasn't thinking I would actually get out, go outside anywhere. Right. You know, you think when you're a podcast, I'm going to just sit in this room and just get to talk. Well, we started covering events and you, you need to put, you know, logos on T-shirts and hats and all this kind of stuff and realize that we had to kind of do some rebranding. It wasn't working with what we wanted to do. So uh, January, big, big uh, changes came out for us and uh, really happy with the new looks and the new thing, getting a lot of good feedback on it and always working on sound quality. That's been one of those things, as you know, just drives you nuts. It doesn't matter how much you do it. You seem to always get audio issues when you're doing a podcast, right? Think about that later. Bruce, you got any advice for Talk CDL and our viewers? You guys, um, just you know, you, you're you're the same lane as we are, right? You're just trying to make the industry better, and I'm just going to urge all the drivers out there to everybody's just got to do their part, right? You can't change your fleet or you can't change the world, but just work on yourself. Just make your make make it more professional. Like when you go to shippers and receivers. Work on your people skills if that's what you need. Make sure you're presentable. I'm not saying you have to wear a suit, but just look look the part. Like we got to everybody's in trap pants now, and, and you know whatever, and flip flops, and just 
look professional, act professional, and you know, do your part and be be as professional as you can. And if your carrier doesn't think that's uh, um, you know important, then I would suggest probably looking at another carrier because there's lots of carriers hiring. Everybody's hiring right now. If you don't like your carrier, there's one down the street, and you just got to do your homework and make sure they've got the right culture. I talked about that a couple episodes ago. Carrier culture, man, it's super important to figure out if you're at the right place for sure. And for all you truck drivers out there listening, that was Bruce Outridge. He's a Canadian. If you didn't like his advice, you know, um, write to him and um, you know, curse him out or whatever you want to do. <laughs> so right, right, right to Troy. Right to Troy. <laughs> I'm just kidding around. No, honestly, it's it's always an honor to have you on, Bruce. We really enjoy talking yep. to you, man. And 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 again, fellow podcaster. Hey, one last thing, I'll tell you. There's a big giant podcasters convention it's the biggest one and it's in orlando here in i think june or july and uh okay. we're thinking about going we're not sure yet maybe you should look it up and check it it's out august we can all get together yeah i think it's august for sure, august. For sure. okay ruthann any yeah. advice no stay safe out there all right guys peace and stay warm ron all right we're out yeah, ruthann Ruth, Ruth i gotta say it's a pleasure to finally ha- talk to you and have you on and um, that, that's nice too because I've heard your voice I know your guys story so it's, uh, it's a pleasure to actually talk to you <laughs> thank you Bruce alright alright we're out of here guys peace it's nice talking right, to you Bruce alright we're out of here guys all peace right. peace praise the Lord you guys take care all bye right. for now alright praise the Lord